Folks, welcome into a very special episode of Degenerate Danger Zone, your weekend football betting guide. This will be soccer, European mainly, and football, Americano, Colegio, some college football for you. Um, Meerkat will be joining myself, Ty B, today. But first, a shout out to our sponsor, Pazda Electric. Give them a call, 716-698-2711. Pazda Electric can help with any residential or commercial electrical project, anything from main service upgrades to installing backup generators or just the troubleshooting issues. Again, give them a shout, 716-698-2711, Pazda Electric. Let them know Trainwreck Sports sent you, and they'll hook you up. Meerkat, this is a big weekend. All of the main European leagues are back in play, back in action, an absolutely loaded slate. For any soccer fan, how are you feeling going into this? Because I'm seeing some free money. I'm ready to make love to this card. I love this card. You know, we can hop all over Europe wherever we want action. Germany, Italy, France, England. Get a little crazy. Who knows where you're betting these games? There's just so much action. You have to love it. And like you said, tons of free money to be had not just in the prem. We're going to go all over the world here and have a little fun with this card. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll get right into it. We'll kind of try to keep it day by day for now. We'll start with my first Saturday pick. I'm going to Germany. I'm taking Eintracht Frankfurt, welcoming Armenia Bielefeld into town and back in to the Bundesliga for the first time since I think it was about 2008, 2009. They were a team that sort of bounced around and then found themselves in, a, in about a five- to seven-year stretch there in the Bundesliga early to mid-2000s. Bounced down, haven't been up since. First chance back up there. I really like Frankfurt in this one. They've been playing very good the past few seasons, continuing to take steps up in their performance. Even, you know, when you're losing a guy or two, they're still able to find some other guys, develop from within. Plus, it really helps when you get a guy like Baz Das, who that's four goals and five appearances against clubs promoted last year. I like those odds for Das possibly to score. He's a cla- he's a classy veteran in that league. He's a guy who's put the ball in the net a ton of times in Germany. I'd like him possibly to score, but I really, really love Frankfurt. Haven't lost in four consecutive uh, season openers, so I'd like that to continue against a team who hasn't been in the in the Bundesliga for quite some time. Yeah, Frankfurt's just one of those teams always, you know, always getting success in Germany. Never at the top, top, but they're a team you got to be worrisome of because they're just always there. Like you said, they lose guys, they add guys, they are, get better, you know, when they get worse. My first game, though, tomorrow, I'm heading to the early game over in England, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. Everton, West Brom. I think Everton minus one is absolute free money against West Brom. I mean, they're coming off a good win over our Spurs, one nothing. And this is a team that, you know, signed Allen, the Brazilian from Napoli. They got Hamas mm-hmm. from Real on a free transfer. That attack is bolstered. They have guys already who can score with Calvert-Lewin, Richarlson even. This is a team that can score goals quick in many different ways. You I know, think West Brom fast. Yeah, very fast. And West Brom just got waxed by Leicester. I mean, 
they run a weird 5-4-1 now because their defense is weak, so they try to compensate that by putting more defenders back there, which they don't have an attack. So if Everton can break through, which with this new attack and the speed they have, I think they can win this game, you know, 2-3-0 here. Yep, I really, I really like that play. That's why I'm probably going to parlay Everton. They're minus 190. Don't love the juice on that, so I'm going to parlay that, I think, with Borussia Dortmund. I think they should be able to get the win over Mönchengladbach. That's a bit of a tougher game for them, but I really love what they have. I think, you know, even if you take a few guys out of the lineup, it doesn't matter. Like, they just continue to grow so much talent in Dortmund that they're going to continue to be good and continue to challenge. I I don't think it's going to be enough to challenge Bayern after what we saw today, a huge 8 nothing win over Schalke. They look poised to get their ninth straight Bundesliga victory. But I really do like Dortmund to win. Maybe they can keep the pressure on late into the season. All we like is at least a little bit of a title run. But the second game I'd like, I'm looking at Leeds, Fulham, both teams to score. You saw what Leeds did in that opening game in a 4-3 loss against Liverpool. Loved both teams to score in that one. What happened? 3-2, you know, 30, 40 minutes into the game. 4-3 final, way over. I think, you know, Leeds made a good investment into their team by investing a lot of money into scoring because that's what you're going to need to do in the Premier League to keep up with some of these teams. You might be able to sneak a few wins from some of the stronger teams in the table and not just have to feast off and, you know, fight with the bottom guys just to get enough points to stave off relegation. That's something that, you know, you can move up a few spots and get some comfortability. I like Leeds, but I really like both teams to score in this one because Fulham has, you know, Alexander Mitrovic, a very clinical, deadly striker in the box. I like both teams to score in this one. You saw Leeds gave up a lot against Liverpool. Some were pretty easy. So I'd like both teams to score in that one, even money. Yeah, that's nice. You know, Leeds, they can score, but they can easily get scored on. Fulham, I don't see them getting shut out two games in a row. So I might take that too. I'm going to hop on over to France, though, here. 11 a.m., we have a nice little matchup between newly promoted RC Lens, who's been making some noise, and Bordeaux. I really, really like the under two slash two and a half in this game. It's a low number. But this is a Lens team, you know, they're making some noise. They did just beat PSG. They beat Lorient. I mean, a nice game against Nice that they ended up losing. But this Bordeaux team is so, so solid defensively. They just added a guy like Kochelny from Arsenal, who's just, you know, a savvy vet to an already really strong defense. This Bordeaux team doesn't let up goals. If you look at it, I think in their past four matches, they've only allowed uh, they allowed zero goals and two uh, in the game before that. This is a team, a little matchup here where I don't see Bordeaux really scoring much if they even get a goal, but I see them completely setting that lens. So I'm going to hammer that under two slash two and a half. And I'm going to throw a little dart at Bordeaux, draw no bet, plus 125. It's just good value for a team I think doesn't even get scored on tomorrow. Should be more like Bordeaux, even though it is Bordeaux. Wine lovers are going to be absolutely furious at you, Meerkat. But let's move on to España, La Liga. I'm going with Getafe here on Saturday. I'd like Getafe over Asasuna. If you're looking for some parlay fodder, take Getafe win or the draw. 
last season at home. They were eight wins, six draws against teams that finished in the bottom quarter of the La Liga standings, obviously getting points in every single game they hosted at home against them. I just like Getafe's style. I think they're going to really slow things down. They're not going to give anything to Asasuna. You give me one goal from someone maybe like Jamie Mata, and you know he's been scoring for them in some of these preliminary games. So I'd like Getafe just to put up enough on the board to get over Asasuna because their defense is very hard to crack, especially for a team like Asasuna who's not known for scoring. And you can get them there at minus 103. That should be a pretty good play for you. I'm going to stay in uh, Spain, but I'm going to go to a Sunday matchup at 12.30 Eastern. Or, sorry, 3 p.m. Eastern. We got Real Sociedad versus Real Madrid. You got to love it. This matchup here is just, you know, two teams that are kind of considered rivals, but both teams are facing a lot of injuries right now, aren't in the greatest form. But Real at minus 140, it's a bit of juice, but I really like them to win this game. Even with their injuries, you know, you're getting Martin Odegaard projected to start tomorrow. He was on loan to Sociedad. They bought him back. This is a dude who people are saying is a failed wonder kid and all that. I think he has a lot of talent. I might throw a little bit on him to score when those lines come out. But we're all still got Madrid has their whole defense intact. And I just don't see Sociedad being able to put up the goals on Corta that Real could score. It's going to be a little scoring game, but I like Real Madrid 2-0-2-1 in this one. And I'm also throwing that money line with the Juve money line, which crazy juice, mm-hmm. but you can get a nice little two-team parlay at like plus 115, plus 120 out of that. But Juve's free money, so I'm going to be using that as parlay fodder all day. Yeah, before we get into Juve and a couple more of these bigger teams talking about what transfers they made, I got one last play for the football. I'm going with Granada on Sunday. I believe that's an afternoon game there for them. Um, three straight La Liga victories coming into this one. Obviously, it's not as long of a break off because of everything that happened with the Corona. So these teams, the the COVID, the Corona, I'd love saying it that way. So much better. Um, but I think, you know, that's going to kind of hold over, pull into this season. Their team that as favorites they've won 10 of their last 14 as favorites so i see that right now and they're favorites but plus 104 you can get you know a real good value on a team like that uh you know they have roberto salado who's or soldado who scored a lot of goals for them in the past i think you know and he scored in tottenham failure though he was but scored in both of his appearances last season against alaves who they're playing on Sunday. So I do like that. Maybe Soldado to score and the win could be pretty juicy for you. Uh, Meerkat, any other soccer plays? Probably my play of the weekend is going to be Liverpool-Chelsea on Sunday. The over three in that, I mean, the last game they played, which wasn't long ago, was 5-3. And Liverpool showed they can continue to just score in absolute bunches. But so can Chelsea. I mean, mm-hmm. I almost like Chelsea more than Liverpool this year. These are two teams that can score a ton of goals. Chelsea's defense is a little more tight than Liverpool's, but these teams are both can score. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these teams hits three themselves. I think the over three in this is a nice push. And just a quick little play, my boy, Beef, Beefcake Man, he told me Arsenal minus one. He loves it. I'll never bet an Arsenal game. But he said the defensive additions, that team looked good. 
Ava coming off the contract's going to be hyped up. So I might look at that, but I can't bring myself to really bet Arsenal. Just wanted to shout him out. Yeah, no, nope, nope. But let's talk about <laughs> a few of these top teams here in England and maybe, you know, a few of these other teams out there, the movement that they've made. Some of the smaller clubs obviously are fin- much more financially restricted with not being able to get fans in the gates right now. They're losing a big amount, a big portion of their revenue stream. So without that, you know, they're having to sell off some guys. That's why you saw teams like Juventus being able to get Weston McKinney for the price they're able to get him for. But let's first start off with some Chelsea Liverpool talk. Chelsea brought in Timo Werner. Kai Havertz, Hakeem Ziyech, Malang Salar, Ben Chilwell, and Thiago Silva. An absolutely great haul for them and Frank Lampard. They've improved that team so much. You look at what they bring in on the attacking side. Werner has been absolutely lighting things up for Leipzig. You saw the run they were able to make there in the Champions League. Kai Havertz is an outstanding talent. Could possibly become you know, one of those best attacking midfielders in all of Europe within a few years. He's still in his very early 20s. And you bring in Ziyech, who plays a pretty similar role. You can put either of these guys probably on a wing now at this point because of everything else you have around you in that team. But you also get a lot of help, too, at the defense with Saar, a nice young player from Nice. Um, A nice little play on words there. Ben Chilwell to play on the outside from Leicester, who's been starting for them for years. He's been a stalwart for them in the Premier League. And Thiago Silva from PSG just coming over from, a, you know, a Champions League final appearance. I think they've done pretty much the most out of any team out of the top in all of Europe. Oh, 100%. I'm a huge fan of the Havertz move. I mean, they were throwing crazy money around. And that's just what you get in the Premier League. These the top, you know, I'd say six, seven teams. They're the ones with all the money. And then you get the crazy money coming out of Manchester and Chelsea, teams like that. You know, you got Arsenal and Tottenham competing, but they really don't throw around the same amount of money. One big miss, though, for Chelsea. Everyone thought Jaden Sancho was going to end up being there. He ends up staying with Borussia. So that's kind of a loss for them. But I'm a huge fan of that Havertz move for them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's a guy who's – in a few years, could easily be a top midfielder scoring threat in all of Europe. Oh, absolutely. Liverpool, not any real big moves yet, except the pending move for Diego Jota from Wolves. That'll be a huge addition for them on the wing. Gives them a ton off the bench for because I don't think he's going to start day one for them because you have Mane and um, Mo Salah. So I, I don't know, but that just provides so much depth there that you don't have anything to worry about. Also bring in Thiago from Bayern in the midfield. A nice little addition. Man City add Ferran Torres, a nice, solid young player who could develop into a starter for them in the future, but he's not going to play a ton. United with a huge addition of Donny Van de Beek for the midfield can play in a more attacking role. Um, should free up Pogba to you know just sort of relax a a little bit and then make more timed runs um save a little bit of energy if you will going forward and be a little bit smarter when he does so that he can really dominate in the middle of the park there for you and then our tottenham just adding pierre emile hoiberg and matt doherty and joe hard on the free from burnley anything else you like out of those big teams in in england that 
that might be, you know, maybe under the radar or it could be a big name that are really just going to make a big difference this year? I already went into it a bit, but the additions of Hamas and Allen for Everton, I think are going to be huge. This is a team, Everton, who has had success in the past, is always creeping around that middle of the table. I think this is the year, you know, they might be able to finish seventh, eighth, you know, mm-hmm. the top seven, top eight area. I don't see them ever being able to crack that top four, top five with, you know, the current standing of the league. But I know they're not official yet, but we got to talk about the transfer of Gareth Bell on loan. And, you know, the signing speaking of which, of, <laughs> speaking of which, 11, 11 minutes ago, Bale's Tottenham stay could be long term. Oh, wow. Okay. I Sign mean, me up for that uh, one. The Spurs need some help offensively. Everything has really fallen to Harry Kane for the past how many seasons? Uh, Sonny has performed nice, but he's not really a natural striker. Uh, at times he's had to play in the central forward role. He's done admirably, but I like him more uh, as a winger. I think he provides a lot for you outside. He's just so fast. But if you can get a guy like Bale who can also play on the wing, can play up front, can do a lot, he's worked around world-class strikers before. He knows how to set them up. He knows how to finish as well. And it's a place – I mean, it's new White Hart Lane, but it's a place where he scored – a ton of goals and truly made a name for himself, a place he says he still loves. I absolutely love the move, bringing him back. It's a move where it's a no brainer. If you're not really having to pay a transfer fee up front, it looks like it's probably going to be like a loan and some stuff worked in and figured out. But I think this could be a real big move. That's not the biggest splash financially. It's a big name, but not the biggest splash financially to really hurt them in the COVID times. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is the financials. Like, this brings a whole new just excitement to the club. Especially the after supporters that have to be so happy, you know? Yeah, this is just Sick. reinvigorating for everybody. And then they almost the lost in the Europa qualifiers. Right? But, hey, that double send-off in the 80th, gotta love it. Soccer God's helping us out there. But this bail move just – I mean, Jose wanted him. Everyone wants him back at White Hart Lane. I'm hearing – the weekly budget though his weekly wages could be around 600k that's a lot so I hope it's not something you know that ends up hurting us financially because he is older but it makes me so happy he's back and then you know Sergio I can't pronounce his last name Reguillon Reguillon from Raul that's a nice that's a nice move huge upgrade over Danny Rose this guy who brings a ton of speed a ton of savviness he can score I just hope he doesn't develop into this guy we end up loving and has all the success and they're always like oh we're buying him back because they have a buyback clause which is awful but man it's a good day to be a Spurs fan it's a good day to be a Spurs fan but we got to move on to my old lady Juventus my number one unfortunately sorry Spurs you just you let me down so much it's like the Buffalo Bills and in in soccer there's a lot of teams there's a lot of choices a lot of places I can spread my love and Juventus my old lady has it the most and looking at what they've done I think they've been very smart navigating in these financial times you you're able to bring in Arthur a younger midfielder out of Brazil can do a lot for you getting box to box and offer some offensively and defensively. And you get him in a swap um, for Pjanic, which I think is a good move. He's starting to age. 
You bring in another midfielder in Weston McKinney, the young American. And he, I just keep seeing pictures of him every day, walking and talking with Ronaldo. And it just gives me the goosebumps every time, just thinking about how America is going to be back-to-back World Cup champions in a few years. But beyond that, it looks like Marco Piaka, you get back on lo- from his loan stint, it looks like he's going to be moving on to Genoa. But you replace him with another young winger, um, out of Sweden, but he played last season for Parma, played extremely well, like 10 goals, 8 assists, something like that. Dejan Kulisevsky, I think he's going to be coming in right off the bench, going to offer a lot for you. Don't think he's going to play a ton, but I really, really love what he can bring. And they're trying to bolster their attack right now, looking to get some more help at the striker position. You lose Gonzalo Iguain, um and Blaze Matweedy. They're both going to enter, yeah, enter Miami. So, I mean, you, you got to look at something here. You never really had a true number nine besides Iguain in last season. Like, at times he really looked slow, so they're trying to add some speed and some new, you know, something, some dynamicism besides forcing Dybala and Ronaldo to be forced into that position at times, coming in off the wing and trying to figure it all out. They're trying to bring Moise Keane back from Everton, as well as getting in Luis Suarez or Edin Dzeko. I love the Suarez idea much more than Dzeko. I think Suarez still has more to bring at his current age. And plus his sort of the way he's getting kicked out of Barcelona right now, I think it's giving him a lot of fire. He's trying to make this move happen more than anyone, even more than the teams, I think. He just sat his exams in Italy. If he can get that citizenship, I believe this move is going to be going through. So I love what Juventus is doing, and I can't wait to watch them great for parlays because they're going to be juicy all season long, but you've seen it nine consecutive Serie A titles. They don't lose a lot of games. The key is to be off them at the right times, especially I'd love my square lays where I get go for a lot of the favorites, but you got to be smart when you're going with the favorites. You got to know who they're playing against. You got to make sure they haven't been playing a lot of these games in the midweek because you have all these cup games, European competitions, everything else Bayern's a team to look out for this season within their league because they'll probably punt a few of these games because they're going to have so many to play for but let's get on to a season that has a lot less games than we're used to although it looks like we may be getting mac football back give me some action it's not cool everyone needs to shut up it's the max fault in their own it's a financial decision by them they're not getting any buy money that's huge crusher for them but they're also having to pay for all these testing and everything else going forward. So they got to figure out their financials. Let's get it done. Let's get them on the field. We need to see them playing soon. But what are you liking out here in college football, Meerkat? So my first play of the day is going to be that Wake Forest money line. They opened it plus three, plus two and a half some places. Now it's down to plus one. The money line's only at minus 105. It's almost a pick them in this game. That NC State defense is weak. I mean, this is a team that let up a bunch of yards last year, and they lose easily their best player in Laryl Merchinson, who the Titans took in the fifth round. And, you know, Wake covered against Clemson in their first game. They looked good in the fourth quarter. The Clemson wanted to put up points that game, and 37-13, they covered. You got to love seeing that against the number one team in the country to start the season. 
And NC State's quarterback, Devion Learley, is just a complete liability. If Way can get going on the ground early, I like this Demon Deacon team to win. Oh, I really think they could do it. I think that's going to be a very close game, but you never know what really could happen. But I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech Bulldogs plus five and a half at Southern Miss. I think last season they played very, very well um, playing in the CUSA. I think they're a team that could make some real noise this season and one of those smaller conferences can put together some wins. I know they have BYU on their schedule, who's currently ranked 21st in the country. Um, Southern Miss dropped their first game of the season. But I do, I think, you know, the Bulldogs bring in, uh, will return senior running back Justin Henderson, went over 1,000 yards last season, 15 touchdowns. He's done a lot. You bring back Jeff Driscoll as well at quarterback. He can do some stuff for you. So I really think that's big going against a team in Southern Miss who'd switch their coaches and in the COVID times. It's probably tough to go through a coaching switch. You didn't have the same access to the players in the offseason, not the same training, getting into the season with all these unknowns. So I really like that there. You have a senior quarterback in Jack Abraham, but not he's not great. Um, only 214 yards in that first game there. I don't love what Mississippi State brings. I think Louisiana Tech is underdogs, could even get a straight-up win in this game. I wouldn't mind making that money line play. I think it's around one plus one sixty or so. I think I might be hitting the money line too. I love betting on teams with tech in their names. So just one of those little college football things, but uh, <laughs> my play of the day for college football tomorrow, a game I think you're on too is okay. State minus 24. I mean, this is a team that last year looked good under uh, freshman quarterback, Spencer Sanders. I mean, this guy went 7-3, and three, won the uh, Offensive Freshman of the Year in the Big 12. He's a super smart, super athletic, dual-threat guy. Pair him with Chubba Hubbard, who, I mean, 2,300 total yards last season. The NFL's got his eyes on this guy. It was big he stayed in school for this team. And, you know, Tulane covered some big games last year, including against OK State and beating UCF outright. But that's why I think this number is minus 24 only because I think OK State can absolutely run away with this game tomorrow. I don't see Tulane being how they, you know, this cover team like they were last season. They lost a lot of guys and didn't bring in much more talent. It's a team that kind of suffered from COVID, I feel like, more than these bigger programs. So I love the OK State minus 24. Absolutely love it. Let's talk about some trends going into that game. Five and one against the spread. The Cowboys were in their last six games of the season and covered pretty damn easily. Um, and the weirdest part of this all, 10 and 0 in their last 10 games played in week three against the spread. You got to go with that. Like the numbers are pointing directly to it. Plus looking at what, to, or Tulsa did last season. They gave up over 31.3 points per game. Just a terrible defense. Oklahoma State has won all four of the last times they played and covered in all four of them against Tulsa. So I think it's just an easy play. Everything's pointing to it. You got to make the play. And if it's wrong, the numbers, you, you just got to trust these numbers. I can't not trust these numbers. They're just literally all pointing in the same direction for me. Yeah, this is just one of those games that 
almost scares me, even though it's my play of the day, just because mm-hmm. everybody is on this. It seems like a line that's broken. Who knows what Tulane's going to pull out. But uh, moving on to another ranked team with a pretty big line. Pitt ranked 25th in the country right now, getting 21.5 minus 21.5 against Syracuse. I mean, Pitt first week absolutely ripped Austin PAY. I mean, ripped them. Kenny Pickett, their quarterback, looked awesome. This team has playmakers on the outside. They can pound the ball. And if they get the ball moving against this Cuse team that just got absolutely thrown around by UNC, this is a game they could take control of early on the ground, take an early, you know, two-score lead, run with it the rest of the game, not giving Cuse many chances. Tommy DeVito, Cuse's quarterback, I think he sucks. I mean, terrible. You went, he's terrible. I think he went like 13-30, 13-31, something like that last week. And Pitt's secondary, you know, they lost a few guys like Dane Jackson to the Bills. But this is a team that, you know, likes to bring in guys in the secondary year in and year out. They rebolster that defense. And I like them minus 21 and a half against Cuse tomorrow. I think it's going to be close to that. So I'm not going crazy on it. But I think this is a game, if they control the run game, this is one they run away with, literally. Honestly, I really wouldn't be surprised. They've been absolutely terrible, Cuse. I wish – bring bring me Cuse. Bring them in. Let's go. Jared Patterson, you want to play? I'll set up a scrimmage against these Jamokes. They're absolutely Let's garbage. Do I don't care if we got to play them at the carry dome. I don't care if it's got to be in a park somewhere behind my house. It doesn't matter. UB will beat them any day. I'll put them together. I'll coach them. Sorry, Lance. You can sit at home. You don't even got to worry about it. I'll take care of it. UB would smoke them. It doesn't even matter. Cuse is bad this year. Bad. Yeah, just not good. And you got a terrible quarterback. And just poor offensive line. And it's his Their second year as a decent. starter. You think you would yeah. get some sort of progression. And you saw what he did in week no. one. And just Look, terrible numbers. Yep, and it didn't sound like he was under that much pressure or getting abused or anything. His receivers weren't dropping balls. He just no. looked fucking bad. So I think it's going to be close because Pitt, you know, they do like to take the lead, then run it, control the clock. So you got to hope they get a big lead early, then control this game and not let Q scratch its way back. So I'm going to yep. play that one, just not as crazy as I'm going on OK State. <laughs> yep, I like that one too. Anything else you got before we sign it off for this one? Uh, you know, I always, always, every year, bet against Citadel. These guys always get paid to go against one of the big boys. They always get absolutely walloped. Clemson minus 44 and a half. I'm going to take it. It's a huge number. They didn't cover a big number last week, but the Citadel team just isn't good. This is the team that you beat up on. This is your stat stuffer. This is where Trevor Lawrence is going to throw seven touchdowns. You know, I, I'm not going to go crazy on it with like the pit play, but I like that Clemson minus 44 and a half tomorrow. Just feels good to be betting on a stupid spreading college football again. Let me tell you. I don't love that just because I know the Citadel is down there in South Carolina. So I feel like a lot of these guys might've been, you know, those guys who got a chip on their shoulder. They didn't get that. You know, they never got an offer. They never got a call from Dabo. It might be a little closer than you think. So that's why I'm not going crazy, but I think after last week, not covering people questioning Clemson, Trevor Lawrence is just going to be like, screw this. I'm coming out here and ball. T God football. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 
As always, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Positive Electric, 716-698-2711. Give them a call for any electrical project that I'm no train wreck sports sent you. For Meerkat, I am Ty B. It's an absolutely loaded slate. Go out there and get that free money. Good night now.